4041media.com is your one-stop shop for fresh, locally sourced media. Head over to 4041media.com. That's 4041media.com. 4041media, fresh, locally sourced media. On today's show, I am joined by Joe Amaral, and we discuss everything MCU, starting with the streaming service Disney+. Plus. We discuss the Loki series, the What If series, the Hawkeye series. Then we segue over to the movies and talk about Eternals, Shang-Chi, and No Way Home. Warning, spoilers all over the place. So join us, will you? Because there is definitely No Way Home for Hawkeye on Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull, You have failed this city. Torpatize! Winter is coming. Finish him. Fatality. And welcome to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free. And alongside me today is a marvelous co-host oh, by the man. name of Joe Amra. I had to, I had that joke. Queued up, ready to go. I know you love bad puns. Joe Amaral, welcome <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. How's it going, man? Good, Good to finally be on the mic again. Yeah, we, we were kind of talking a little uh, off air. And the last time you were on, we talked about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was back in May. And the last time we had a Free Your Geek podcast was back in September. So happy 2022 to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, first podcast of the new year. We're doing this in middle of January as of this recording. And there's been a lot of stuff that has happened in the MCU since Falcon and Winter Soldier. So let's, we're going to break it into two parts. We're going to kind of talk about some of the stuff that happened on Disney Plus. Then we're going to be talking about the MCU. So we will be discussing both Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, spoilers. So I'm going to preface it now with all of that. And um, we can... Um, we can get into that right now. So let's talk about some uh, Disney Plus stuff. Uh, we did go through Falcon and Winter Soldier last time. So the next series after that was Loki. So overall, uh, what are your low-key thoughts on Loki? <laughs> they on just keep coming, don't they? Um, yes, yes. I I liked it. First of all, I did think it was, it was out there. Like, I mean that in a good and a bad way. I, at first, I was just like, damn, this is confusing stuff. I don't I don't get all these time branches and, and things like that. Uh, but I, I think Loki, the actor there, Tom Hiddleston, I think he he made that a good series. I don't know if anybody else could have pulled that off. Um, him and Owen Wilson worked good together. Wow. Um, well, <laughs> I always I went. Wow. Wow, wow. I can't, I can't, I can't do, I can't do my own. Yeah, I agree. I think it was good. I think what's tough for me personally was to kind of see. So in the MCU, we've seen Loki kind of go through this whole transition where he was kind of the villain. Even he was 
a sympathetic villain, if that you saw him, you know, kill Phil Coulson, kill a bunch of people, you know, eventually rehabilitate himself all the way to like becoming better friends or, or, or had more good in him when he was helping Thor in Thor Ragnarok to the point where he almost tried to take out Thanos Yep. And he died because of it. But because of what we saw in Endgame, it was the Loki that just had killed Phil Coulson. It was, so all that character development was essentially taken away. And we had to kind of not start from square one with him, but kind of understand like this is not the same Loki that we saw. You know, so the first I think it's the first episode where he sees kind of like his highlight reel of his life. Yeah, which sees- I, I kind of like that the best. I like that they gave him the highlight reel of this yeah. is what this is what you end up doing in the future right and and so i think that was a quick way to get him up to speed to to kind of you know feel for him a little bit more knowing that this is not the same low-key as it were you know that we were Mm -hmm. accustomed to seeing and i like the idea of the the time variants and the time branches and i agree with you i thought it was super confusing because i had conversations with people along the lines of well, if the the Marvel Universe, the MCU, which we've grown accustomed to, is the one true timeline, then all anytime anything happens, that would be a branch, wouldn't it? But then I also thought from talking with it, no, each timeline is set. So the, the timeline with Sylvie, when she became a variant, mm-hmm. it was that timeline was supposed to play out a certain way, but she took a, a detour from that. And so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is it one timeline, the timeline that we know, or all these multiple timelines, and then the variants get taken when they veer off course? Like, that's the stuff that I always had yeah, there issues was, with. I, I didn't I, I didn't like the all these weird versions of Loki. Like, there was an, there was an alligator Loki, and there was a, an elderly man Loki, and like, almost like a, a Viking type loki i just thought it was like come on like yeah what a all of these things are completely different like we'll get to spider-man about those variants right (laughs) but those variants were similar to each other like all the spider-man and you know well i think i think old man loki i I believe it was in the fifth episode where he talks about how he ended up killing thanos in his timeline so i think i think that was the tom hiddleston loki not it wasn't the actor obviously that played him but that was him going through that timeline aging and he just lived on these worlds like solitude and then once he decided to like he was so lonely he stepped off that's when the tva grabbed him and he actually had the classic comic book loki outfit on which i thought was kind of cool yeah that was cool they brought that back yeah I, i i enjoy that but it also kind of you know we can kind of like move that forward now if we want to talk about from from that series to the what if series we had an animated series which took topics from the mcu which we know and we've already seen and then kind of like put their differences in there so obviously captain carter where peggy carter gets the super soldier serum versus you know we have dr strange where he's trying to save christine where she's the one that dies Mm -hmm. versus you know marvel zombies like everybody's doing a zombie thing now so the one thing i i didn't kind of watch was the what ifs i mean i kind of knew different ones that existed but i didn't i didn't really watch every one of those i've been only really watching the actual like series with avengers in them you know 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you, I'll spoil it a little bit for you then. So I probably won't, I'm probably not going to watch it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not down with the what if, cause what, what's happened has happened. Right. Right. I don't but like to think of what, what's going to happen though, but this is going to tie into what we're going to be talking about later on. So what if is it's all these different uh, series. So like where Thor and Loki actually Odin never adopts Loki. So how Thor grows up as an only child and is way more selfish and kind of a party. That one's like very, very light, but everything else, Peggy Carter with the super soldier serum, uh, zombies, Dr. Strange, basically going to this other ancient place and trying to find a way that when Christine dies, he try that's a fixed point. She's always going to die in that timeline. So he basically tries to find a way to save her. And then the ancient one actually splits him into two. And then one of them becomes evil and malevolent and tries to get, go to the underworld and get all these other beings to find a way to save Christine. That's the whole thing. Anyway. So it all boils down to at the last episode where the watcher who's watching all this uh, Ultron actually gets implanted in vision. So it takes the uh, age of Ultron movie where instead of the Avengers stopping uh, Ultron from creating the vision, they don't stop him. Now Ultron is inside the vision's body. He ends up killing Thanos and takes all the infinity stones for himself. Jesus. And he goes around and then he finds out there's all these multiple realities. So he's going through and destroying all these multiple realities with the Ultron protocol. So the watcher grabs all the other characters we've seen from the other what ifs this season, and he gathers them together and forms the guardians of the multiverse. So it's oh, wow. actually, so they actually ended up defeating this Ultron. So what happens is, and we'll kind of we'll bury the lead here, but at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, we have the trailer for the new Doctor Strange movie. And Doctor Strange comes face to face with the evil version of himself from the What If universe. Yep. Saw so that. And that I, was, I think it's going to be, so I think it's really good. Yeah. I don't think you need to watch it per se, the watch the What If to get into that. But we want to talk about multiverses. We talk about, different timelines with Loki. We talk about if things change in a particular multiverse, uh, what happens in that multiverse. And then we move on to something that's a little less uh, out there, if you will, a little less, a little bit more contained in reality, if you will. Mm. And we get to see Jeremy Renner take place uh, or act in his own Marvel series, Hawkeye. And I just, what were your initial thoughts of that? First of all, before you even watched it, when it was announced, because typically for me, everybody is like Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah. He's the least, you yeah, know, interesting that, Avenger, you know, that's what I was going to get at was I, I've always been interested in him because he's the only one him and um, black widow were the only regular people. And, and even she was, even she, I consider a little different because her upbringing was so weird that she's just this gifted assassin. He was the most regular guy. Like, and he was never out there with armor. All he had were his stupid arrows. So like, I kind of like watching TV shows like this. Cause he's, he's not the regular superhero. He's not the guy in the Iron Man suit, or he's not this guy with superhuman strength or speed. He's just a normal dude. And he still somehow is alive. Well, I think I think he there was in one of the episodes where he's like, I think it was when he met Maya, the first episode or the first episode that he met Maya in, and she said that he's cheating or something with his his gadgets. And he goes, well, I just use a stick and some string. You know what I mean? Like as his weapon. And I'm like, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, but yeah he, I, I was I was interested because I, I like the fact that he's like it's his skill set that he uses. You know what I mean? That's like, yeah. And Black I, I, I liked it in, in general. And I liked that the girl was already sort of this accomplished um, archer. 
like, but she did it on, you know, the school level. She did it like she went to competitions and stuff like that. She had never actually been in the thick of things like he did. And I like that they showed her childhood. Um, like when uh, the Battle of New York was happening, that's basically why she became or why she did what she did. Because she saw a Hawkeye out there and was like, wow, this guy is saving people. And it's just a guy with an arrow. So she Haw wanted Hawkeye to Hawkeye saved her life. Saved yeah. her life, you know, and yep. it's it's from there. Then, her, unfortunately, her father passed away, and the mother, you know, she was scared that the aliens were going to come back. And her mother talked to her, uh, you know, they say the heroes were the ones they'll they'll they showed them what would happen. And then she basically said, "What what do you? I'll do anything I can for you, sweetie." And then just watching Hawkeye, like you said, she wanted a bow and arrow. And then they kind of like skimmed a lot of her backstory over, but they talked about oh, another medal, another trophy for a, another martial arts competition, or what? So they've kind of already put in your mind like this girl's kind of badass too. She's good at archery. She's she knows martial arts. She knows taekwondo, whatever else it might be. So it's kind of cool to see in a, in a long scheme of things. Um, again, another series more grounded in reality, if we want to put it in that sense, because we've been talking about, you know, series where it's alternate timelines and time variants and things changing. And this is, this is more, oh, here's a black market underground auction that, yeah. you know, and, and I, I loved, I loved more than Hawkeye itself. I think this has been a great vehicle um, for Kate Bishop. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming based on the end last episode where, uh, he based, she's trying to give all these names, Lady Hawk and, you know, all this stuff. Yep. He basically is giving her the Hawkeye mantle. This Hawkeye show alone uh, planted so many seeds, like for the future, like even with like randomly characters from Daredevil popping up, um, nece not necessarily all of them, but one of them popping up in this TV show. And I was kind of like, whoa, what the hell? They're actually finally going to take the TV shows and kind of maybe stick them in movies now maybe these guys will have a role like the punisher and daredevil and all these guys i would i'd be totally down for that yeah we, we did see wilson fisk so the actual hawkeye series was based off a of the hawkeye comic book by matt fraction and like a lot of the stuff like the the tracksuit mafia was in there you know and they, they were just oh, yeah. like it's they, they were hilarious they were pretty much the comic relief you know they're just a bunch of goons but yeah, they were led dummies yeah I, you know <laughs> hey bro hey bro like it's yeah you know and i just thought it was so good but yeah we saw their their for lack of a better term leader maya and she's gonna mm -hmm. be in her own series called echo oh so, i didn't know that yeah they're, they're doing a marvel series based on echo she was actually I believe, and I could be mistaken, but, you know, feel free if any of the listeners or viewers want to uh, correct me. I believe Maya was actually the first Ronin in the comic books. And then she gave that identity to Hawkeye. So they kind of did a little backwards where Hawkeye was Ronin in Endgame and then came back and, and, you know, the whole, the whole series of Hawkeye essentially revolves around the Ronin identity that, mm -hmm that costume it was found on the avengers compound a rolex was found on the avengers compound so it's at this black market auction and kate somehow gets in the middle of it puts on the ronin costume so now because ronin killed a lot of the tracksuit mafia back in the day including maya's father she's out for revenge against ronin and it just so happens to be you know that's how kate bishop kind of gets brought into it but i just think it's kind of interesting because the comic book um with uh hawkeye and 
Kate Bishop is, is so well done and, you know, lucky the pizza dogs in it, all these different type of things that we saw in the <laughs> show, but this is going to lead to Maya and the Kingpin, I believe in her series echo, because in the comic book, she shoots him again, spoiler alert, but we see in the last episode, uh, she finds out or she is led to believe that he's the one that tipped Ronan off or he had a hand in tipping Ronan off to where the tracksuits were. So he's indirectly or directly responsible for her father's death, just as much as Ronan is, or Clint Barton was. So I yep. think what's going to happen is in the Echo series, I think we're going to see Wilson Fisk in there as well, because she does pull a gun at him and the camera pans away as she pulls the trigger. In the comic books, I believe she shoots him in the eye and it caused temporary blindness in him. So I think that's what we're going to see, which again, would tie really like imagine a blind Wilson Fisk and then hat running into a blind Matt Murdock. Like imagine <laughs> if he's in there, that'd be kind of yep. cool too. So all in all, I, I mean, I really like that. And then of course we saw what I thought was the highlight of the Hawkeye series. There's two people. There's Jack, who I thought was the absolute highlight. Like her, uh, is the, that the, the husband? The, the, yeah, the fiance. Yeah. With the sword. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that was a that was an Easter egg as well, because in the comic book, Hawkeye is trained by, I don't remember his last name, but his name is Jacques, whatever, and he goes by the swordsman, and he trains Clint Barton at the circus, and then he becomes, Clint Barton becomes a thief, and then he becomes a hero. His whole storyline in the comic book is a little bit different, so that was a nod to Jacques, the trainer of Hawkeye, ah, but with Jack, that. with all the different cool. swords, so that, you know, and he was just... You, you he's a red herring you you think he's like in on it you think he's you know part of this like he's he's a horrible human being and it's just no he's just a lovable goofball you know like mm -hmm. that's his only part but then of course then let, yeah. let me guess yelena i've been wanting to yeah. say yelena. yeah yeah so we, we we were led to it at the end credit scene of black widow where uh uh val uh basically goes up and shows uh, Yelena Adasia saying, I thought you'd want to be know, know who's responsible for your sister's death and shows her that picture of Clint Barton, which, you know, that ties in the same time. That's Kate's mom is hiring through Val hiring Yelena at that point to go in. So it's all interconnected. The events at the end, the, the end credit scene of black widow ties directly in to the Hawkeye series. Cause it's like, this is what happens. Now she's going to New York and then just her back and forth in the comedic parts between her and Kate, I think if they make a second Black Widow movie with her as the lead, they need to put Kate Bishop in her as like almost like a. Oh yeah, the next. I, just, I actually like that they got along like the yeah. whole time. There really was no, there was no hostility because Yelena sort of took her as a joke at first, like she's just a silly kid, right? And and then she got to know her and was just like, I think a few times they even acknowledged liking each other, right? Like during this whole issue. Well, and but, then. Uh, no, I was gonna say there, there's also parallels because I think in one of their earlier episodes of Hawkeye, they, they, um, I think she said, uh, Kate asked Clint, what was the, your, the best shot you ever took? And he goes, it was the shot I didn't take. And it really shows like his affection, how he saved Natasha. He was supposed to take her out, but he knows she wanted out. So he mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't eliminate her. And then fast forward, I believe it's that same episode on the rooftop. Kate pulls the bow and arrow on Yelena and Yelena looks at her and just gives her a no, no, no. And she doesn't yep. take the shot there. So this is the next Hawkeye and Black Widow here. 
that, you know, we had the partnership between Natasha and Clint. So now we're going to have Yelena and Kate as a partnership. I would love to see a, either a series or a movie with those two. We so already that have, hasn't been, that hasn't been determined, right? Whether no, they're gonna, okay. no, but it, it has to happen that, that something yeah. between those two characters and just Florence Pugh is, I think a delight, like just the way she, you know, from her, the, the comedy she brought to Black Widow talking about all the different posing and, and just all that stuff and yeah, just the, the silliness. And then, but she's also so badass. Like she, like the writing kind of leads to both the com- uh, comedic effect and like the badass effect. Like even when she's like fighting Kate and like at the, in the office at that last episode and she's like, oh, you know, oh, you were really good with that, that punch and that kick and, and whatever. And she's like, okay, bye now. And she throws the grappling hook into the ground and just like dives out the window. I'm like, to go yep. from being like that super funny to like that super badass is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something, totally forgot. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to say, I, I wonder what they're going to do with, with Clint from here on out. Like, is Clint going to keep going or is he eventually, I mean, he's, he's got hearing loss and he's kind of a family man. Are they slowly phasing Clint out with this show? I, or? yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think this is kind of like a swan song for two different characters. I thought, you know, one, this is the, for lack of a better term, this is the morning that we had to do for black widow because in Endgame we didn't really like you know we saw like a couple of scenes real quick with like her dying and sacrificing herself but we never really got the gravity of that situation and we see her best friend here in the hawkeye series still struggling with that amazing tony award-winning rogers the musical oh man <laughs> <laughs> but we see even there's there's a shot that lingers on the actress or the or the actor playing natasha you know doing that bit and he you know the 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 music fades out and he's looking at her and it's just you can tell that gravity and then he's like visiting the monument with all the avengers names and he's trying to talk to her and saying i'm sorry for what i'm about to do i think it really deals with a lot of the emotion and the aftermath of uh aftermath of natalia's natasha's death i'm just like getting all mush mouth over here but nat's (laughs) death and then i think the second part is i think this is a swan song i wouldn't be surprised if we see Clint do like more cameos in upcoming Marvel movies, almost like kind of like a, he becomes the next Phil Coulson, almost like in the sense. Yeah, that- I, I was, uh, you took the words out of my mouth. Like I, I feel like him playing a role like that or, or Maria Hill or kind of just the person in the shadows that helps Nick Fury out. Um, that would be a good role for him so that he could occasionally keep coming back if he wanted to. But as far as a stand standalone movies and Avengers movies, he might have to start sitting it out. Cause I mean, you know, well, his, I, I, he can't even hear anymore. Right. Well, I would think, I would think it, like to your point, I think it would be cool if they do another black widow or if they do a series with uh, uh, Kate and Yelena, like what if they're in over their heads and all of a sudden, like, you know, they're, they're surrounded and all of a sudden just an arrow whizzes by and hits like a, you know, a pipe that lets out a bunch of steam and they look over and it's Clint and he just gives like a, Hey, how you doing? And that's it. You know what I mean? But like, he could show up and do like little yep. things like that, you know, I think would be kind of cool or kind of like um, he can be like their, their wheels person, if you will. in the, in the, fe- in the sense yeah. that like, you know, he he's piloting like the, the jet or the Quinjet or whatever drops him off and, and reconvene, whatever, you know? So he's kind that, of out of the fight, but they're definitely setting up the, like a young Avengers team. Yes. Uh, I'm still not exactly. I mean, I don't really know young Avengers, but 
um, that's what it looks like. It looks like they're trying to get these new up and comers to create their own little group. I don't know how that's going to happen, but Kate seems to be pretty I, important part I of it. I think it would be Kate. I think it'll be Yelena. I think it'll be, depending on what they do, I don't know how they're going to do it, but in the comic books, it's Scarlet Witch's two kids that we saw from WandaVision. So I don't know if they'd recast or, or how oh, yeah. they do it there. And then it's, um, I believe it's the Hulkling. So it's, it's. Oh, she has a She-Hulk too. I mean. There's a She-Hulk that... coming out, but there's also, um, uh, and we can talk about it a little bit later, but in the Doctor Strange trailer, there's a young girl with a uh, jean jacket or a denim jacket with, I believe, a star on the back of it. And that's uh, America Chavez. I forgot her character name, but she's one of the young Avengers too. Got um, So, yeah, we'll, uh, we, can, we can talk about that after the break because uh, that, that'll be getting to our Spider-Man No Way Home and uh, MCU talk of what's coming down the pipeline. But overall, um, where do you rank? How would you rank of, we, we won't put what if in there for you, but just in general, where would you rank for WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye? How would you rank them as far as what you've enjoyed? Um, you said Loki, Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and WandaVision. WandaVision. Of those four, which one was your favorite? I, my favorite, I think it was Falcon Winter Soldier. Okay. I, I just I just liked that it it was just straightforward action, and then uh, Baron Zemo I thought added a lot to that. Um, I just I liked those three actors together, and I liked all the action. I liked that like evil Captain America. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Um, so I would say that one just because that's my taste. But I thought WandaVision was was much smarter than I thought it would be. I didn't know what to expect. It seemed like it seemed like an old timey sitcom, like from the previews. And I, I didn't get what they were going to do with it. But once you watch, then you're like, oh, this is what's going on. It's just it's not reality. It's just what she builds as her own. Um, so I would say I would say that might be number two, but I don't want to give a third place to Hawkeye because I actually really liked Hawkeye. I like that. You know, it brought about Kate Bishop and Yelena and Kingpin. Um. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go with my favorites, Falcon, Winter, Winter Soldier, and then the, the other two are tied. Okay. Between, yeah. And WandaVision so, and Hawkeye. So then Loki's at the bottom of that. It has to be because I probably liked it the least. Well, it's it it's just, just funny. So my my list, I'll, I'll I won't I'll throw what if in there too. I, I actually like Hawkeye the best. I just thought like for me like the character development, yeah, and, introducing. And I, thought I get it was that. Great. I get that argument too because it was different. Like it, it was good. It was like a kind of like a buddy. What do you call it? A buddy, buddy action thing, like right. the mentor and the mentee. And I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And then I, I would agree, put WandaVision at number two. Then I would probably put Loki. Then uh, it's like a, it's a toss up between Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, what if, but for me, it's my argument for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and this is my personal taste. I think that Hawkeye and WandaVision had a lot of character development. So you get to like, you know, you get a lot more yes. into Wanda. You got a lot more into Vision. You got in, introduced to new characters such as Agatha, um, you know, and, and then her kids, uh, Wanda's mm -hmm. kids. And then at the same time within Hawkeye, you got a little bit more background on Hawkeye. We get a little bit more background on his wife, who, by the way, that Rolex was hers. I should have pointed that out. And it had the shield logo on it. And then it had Agent 19, which meant if you, I believe that's 
their version of Mockingbird, which we saw Mockingbird in. The so agency. they were basically stating she's a she's an agent of Shield yeah, that so nobody in, knew. Right in the comic books, in the comic books, Hawkeye and Mockingbird have a relationship. I don't know if they're married, but she's a superhero as well. And they already they led. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but she played on Agents of Shield. She played Bobby Morse, who is the. Um, version of Mockingbird in the comics. So I'm almost wondering if the uh, Agent 19 is kind of like the the Mockingbird um, name is kind of almost like a Black Widow name. Like you're a Black Widow, you're a Black Widow, you're a Black, you know, all these women are Black Widow agents where, oh, you're all Mockingbird agents. So we can still have the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. one, which is the one with the, the name that we know from the comics, but we also have this Mockingbird who's married to Hawkeye, which is also in the comics, but it's not Bobby Morse who, what's, that's not a real, it's a whole thing. But anyway, I, yeah. I like that. I like that. I liked introducing Kate. I like the fact that they brought in Kingpin. They introduced Maya. They brought in all these other characters from the comics, Grills and Lucky the Pizza Dog, all these other like different characters where I kind of, and I, to me, where I, I kind of different that with Falcon Winter Soldier, it's, I feel like, the villains or the the reasoning for Falcon and Winter Soldier for the villains um, methods weren't as um, fleshed out as I would have liked. Like the Flag Smashers, like I get yeah. it, but I, if there was maybe two or three more episodes and you could give me a little bit more on why the Flag Smashers are, are trying to like, you know, okay, yeah, they're trying to, everybody's mad that people returned after the blip and they, you know, they want everybody else's like, gotten things that were still there for those five years now everybody else has been displaced i get that anger and argument but give me a reason to care as to why they're against all that stuff you know what i mean or why they want it to go back the way it was yep. you know i just i just feel like that but again i agree with you uh u.s agent um so good i love seeing him fake cap and everybody hates him uh, yeah i thought that was so good and i, I love the the back and forth between bucky and, and sam i think that was great uh, I also think that with Loki to, to the, what we discussed a little earlier, I just thought I got a little confusing with the timelines. That's why that's not as high. I love Tom Hiddleston. I love the interaction with him and Sylvie. Again, I wish that there could have been maybe two more episodes to deal with their relationship and their, their back and forth and then, you know, kind of that romantic thing. And I would like to see more Owen Wilson who doesn't want to see more Owen Wilson on your screen. Yeah, so. exactly. But yeah, that's how I'd rank it too. They, but they, they were all solid. I thought. yeah. I mean, I there, was, there wasn't a bad one really. Right, right. No, I, I uh, think it's I think it's good. So, yep. Yeah, and then what if what if was good? But I, again, I I love the idea of like taking. Hey, this is what you've already experienced. But what if this happened? What if this changed? Yep. And I I've thought about that too. Like like what if these certain things happened? But I have trouble watching an entire season of this because yeah. it's like okay all these hypotheticals right right much there was another good one i didn't mention at the top of it where uh killmonger actually saves tony stark from the events of iron man one i saw that yeah and it's it's actually really cool and it's like it's he like, uses yeah and it kind of ties uh, black panther and uh and uh iron man together which is kind of cool the two movies but awesome yep. well that's been the disney plus series we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna go from the highs of the disney plus series to talk about some of the lows and highs of the MCU. So we'll be back after this break. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
and welcome back to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free, and let's swing in to some MCU movies. Rascal. I'm horrible with the puns. I'm horrible with the puns. <laughs> I'm here with Joe Amaral, uh, our tip, our go-to Marvel guy. Pretty much anytime we do a podcast talking about anything from the MCU, we like to have Joe on because Joe is an MCU fanatic and... Um, I don't know. I just, I like your take on things. You and I sometimes have very similar opinions, but I also love how you take like deep dives sometimes because you're not as big of a comic fan. So when you see something yeah. or you watch the, one of the movies, you're like, Oh, I read this article that this is what this is going to be. And I'm like, that's so flipping brilliant. I love that. So yeah, I like to analyze everything and see what's out there. And then I'll like see something and be like, Oh, wow. That's, that's a good point. I wonder if that'll happen, you know? Right. Exactly. And I, I was never, like you said, I was never a comic guy. Like I was, as a little kid, I would watch the cartoons. So yep. for me, the introduction were the cartoons, like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, X-Men. When they were, a, when there was a cartoon for every one of those. Um, I, yeah. No, I was going to say, I know we're going into it, but um, I wanted to bring up, because you just put it in my head. I know we just cut, kind of closed the book on the Disney Plus series, but you know, they're revamping the X-Men cartoon, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that Disney Plus is bringing back the X-Men cartoon and they're going to pick up right where they left off. And so I don't know if it's going to be the same voice actors and stuff, but I hear the animation style is going to be the same. So I'm really going to ask you, like, because it really all matters if the animation style is the same or not. It has to be the same or else it's just something completely new. Yeah. So I I didn't know as soon as you said that, when you watch the cartoons as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that the cartoon is coming (laughs) to Disney Plus. That's I think crazy. It, I, I think it's going to be called, I, I forget, because there's a comic series too. I believe it's called X-Men 97, because I think that was like the last ep- the last episode or the last season was in 96. Crazy. So I think it's going to be 97 or whatever. But yeah, so be on the lookout for that. But let's wow. leave Disney Plus behind. Let's go to the MCU. <laughs> so we had two, we were going to talk about two movies. I want to talk a little bit about the Eternals first, just because... It's it's a different type of Marvel movie than we're accustomed to. I think yes. every other every other Marvel movie, um, for the most part, not that it's cookie cutter per se, but you have like a, a steadfast villain. The villain typically has the same or similar powers to that of the hero. So we saw that with Iron Man, Iron Monger, Captain America, Red Skull, Ant Man. Um, uh, yellow jacket you know all these you know guardians and and ronin was a little bit different but everybody you know there's a, a powerful and equal enemy i think the eternals kind of was more of a character building in a world building movie less more of a good guy versus bad guy if, if we want to keep it very simplistic it was more yeah. of like saying here's other parts of the world of this this universe or, yeah, or kind of how almost like this is how things began in a right. way. Yeah. Or here's some other stuff that's happening below the surface that you didn't know about that's happening concurrently while everything else is happening. And, you know, yeah. they do that a lot in comic books and all these secret organizations and all this other stuff. But at the same time, it wasn't a straightforward. Here's the good guy. Here's why the bad guy is mad at the good guy. It was more of here's all these beings that have been around forever here's their purpose and it's almost kind of like a murder mystery at to a point mm-hmm. um you know and then it's a lot of character building it's a lot of like introducing all these there's i, and I don't remember how many off the top of my head but i want to say there's maybe eight or nine eternals 
and I could be totally wrong with that, but you know, you, you kind of yeah, like a whole bunch have, of them just everywhere. And it's, and it's kind of tough, like remembering so many names. And I think that kind of goes into hand in hand where, where Marvel was smart at the beginning of the MCU. Let's do a solo Iron Man movie. Let's do a solo Captain America. Let's do a solo Thor and then bring them, bring them all together on the Avengers team, as opposed to here's a team that's already existed for years. Let's introduce you to all these characters at once. And like, you know, I can remember Icarus. I can remember Cersei. Athena. Okay. Athena. Yeah. You know what I'm, but I'm saying like, can you remember like all their names? You know what I mean? No, no, I can't. And that's that's what I think kind of the, the, the point is, right? It's like I I I I like it for what it is, but to me it was think- a very it was just like here they are, they're they exist. And these godlike humans or whatever, yeah, these manufactured powerful humans that are just appearing now. It's like I <laughs> they, I know they say, Oh, they were told by the celestial they couldn't be involved in like the earth's wars but i i feel like when an event like uh infinity war and endgame happens for them to just not be around at all is a little right well well, that and and the point is like so that their whole point which they were you know not to spoil it too much but their whole purpose of being on earth is to see it flourish and populate so when it once reaches a critical point this uh what is it a celestial being is is born right and then devours the earth or, or ends life mm-hmm. on earth or, or whatever planet they're on so i'm like if that's their purpose is to see you know the population keep growing and then thanos is here to basically wipe out half the that you're you're basically like you know putting a stop to the the celestial's plans why wouldn't they want to get involved you know yeah i yeah i found it interesting that it was everything was or the introduction of of that celestial or, or, or just one of the basics, like we were introduced to ego. He's a celestial, but he's not a celestial that follows the rules. I guess he kind of was just like on his own planet. And all he cared about was expanding. Which uh, that also makes me now question why you brought that up because, and this is where I think that not that they have to have, like they need to have something where they can tie everything together or somebody doing some continuity, but that, that brings up a a point you just made me think of ego is supposed to be putting himself on all these other planets. Right. So why Mm -hmm. wouldn't the celestial stop him? The other, or the other eternals, because yeah, exactly. you know, he's basically undoing, he's basically put his own seed in the planet of earth. If that took over it, wouldn't that kill the other celestial that was buried in the earth's core? You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. And then we also find out that Thanos is um, an eternal, I believe at the end of the, end credits you know that was that was cool and well i know i when i looked it up it was thanos is half isn't he half eternal half half deviant yeah or he had a deviant gene and that's why he looks like he does i don't know yeah so it's 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 all opening up a can of worms where it's like if this is the 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 route you're gonna go i'm fine with it and again i could be totally wrong and somebody in the comments whether it be on youtube or on the podcast, want to correct myself. I want to correct Joe. Please feel free. Just as I always say, just don't be a dick about it. Cause you know, we're kind of going off the cuff here. Um, yeah. I thought overall though, I, I thought it was visually, it was a good movie. Like the, the, cin- the cinematic aspect of it was great. I oh, just yeah. feel like the story, like it was, is rushed. So I know I kind of like, I don't know if I ever showed you this particular video, but I think I introduced you to um, uh, the, the pitch meetings from screen rant. 
So oh, yes, I so have Watch the one on the Eternals yet. and watch the one on No Way Home. The, I, no Way Home is a little bit like, yeah, you kind of like roll your eyes a little bit, but the one with the Eternals is so good. So good. I'll send it to you after we, we're done recording. But um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move on from the Eternals, which I thought was, it was okay. It's by no means even a top 10 favorite of mine. Um, I agree. I think, it, I think it's serviceable. I, I don't think it's the worst, but it's, yeah, it, like it's kind of a good, oh, like what's next? But they, they definitely rushed a lot of information into one movie. Right. It would have been nice if they if these characters popped up randomly in, in other so movies. But. in the pitch meeting, the pitch meeting, he was, oh, so why don't we just, you know, we have, oh, great. This is, we're going to introduce all these characters. This would be a great series for Disney Plus, which each episode could introduce you to a different character and you get, get to learn them. And like, oh, no, we're going to cram this into a three-hour movie. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's it's like it's pretty damn funny, but um, yeah. Let's move from that to a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed, and and again, we're gonna spoil the Same. heck out of this. But um, Spider Man No Way Home, man. What do you what do you think? What do you think overall I think thoughts? They, and they made it as good as they could have. Like obviously, there are all the rumors that uh, all these different characters were coming back. Uh, I think they did a great job hiding the fact that. The, the old Spider-Man also came back um, just because th- there were no, there were rumors, but there was no hard evidence that these guys were actually in the movie. So the, the whole time I'm, well, I'm assuming they well, will be, but well, well, yeah, so, if you, if you dig deep, sure. No, no, dude, somebody, somebody found out like, you know how they, uh, they released all the trailers. So you have the scene with like the Sandman and a lizard, like attacking somebody oh, like yeah, throws it and they show the lizard, the lizard lizard's head getting hit even though he's just jumping they're like i saw that well who's hitting that you know it's like okay but you know i think it, i thought it was cool i i think all in and of itself it was a love letter to like fans of the uh toby Maguire, sam raimi movies uh fans of the andrew garfield movies i yep. think um i think it was super amazing no pun intended uh i, I don't know i just the whole thing and they finally have their Uncle Ben moment. I was super excited when it was like, oh, yep. you know, uh, the, the Tom Holland movie, Uncle Ben's already dead. They're not going to do the whole thing of him dying. And we see that happens with Aunt May. And I'm kind of, of one thing that's going to upset me is I'm not going to get a chance to see Marissa Tomei on my screen <laughs> anymore. But uh, I thought that was really, really cool that they, they basically flipped it. They gendered. Yeah, they still have almost they had parallel lives in a way. Right. But slightly different. Um, and I like how, how good they all looked like, well, particularly Andrew Garfield and Toby, uh, Toby to me looked great. I, I know when he, when he did his Spider-Man movies, he was probably so young anyways. So he, he hasn't aged that much, but I thought he looked great. Well, isn't, considering... it, that's, isn't that movie turning 20 this year? Yeah, exactly. It's like, been 20 that was a while years, ago. And, and even Doc Ock looked great. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, know how much of that Marvel, you know, de-aging stuff they used. Like they use with Sam still, Jackson and stuff for Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, but still, but, I mean, yeah, Alfred, what is his name? Alfred Molina? Yeah, Alfred Molina, Willem he, Dafoe. He looked good because he even did interviews and yeah. he was looking fine. Sure, they put a little makeup on, but he was doing yeah. actual interviews and it looked like the same dude. So he he hasn't aged that much either. I just, I thought that was cool, them working together, like swinging together. Yeah. And well, th- not, none of them <laughs> knew how to work as a team except tom holland <laughs> which is amazing uh yeah but uh, yeah i loved it i love the fact that it picked up right after the you know mysterio reveal 
Uh, mm. I think the fact that we saw like his life being turned upside down and the fact that, again, we want to talk about Easter eggs and cameos. We talked about the Kingpin and Hawkeye, Matt Murdock coming by and, and being Peter's yes. lawyer, yep. which I believe he's going to be in the She-Hulk series as well. And that was Disney cool. Plus. You know, what's um, crazy, man, that one of the few things I haven't watched is uh, Daredevil and I'm in the middle of it right now. Oh, nice. You're watching the uh, which, Just, uh, what, what season are you on? uh oh season one so i'm okay. really not that into it but i'm almost done with season one and uh just because i have to i have to like really know who he is yeah because he popped up in a spider-man movie and now i'm like i need a background what i'd what i'd recommend and i don't know if you've seen it yet um i, I there's a watch order out there but season one is is the best in my opinion the best season two is good only for the introduction in my opinion of uh, oh, I can't think of his name, but he played Shane in The Walking Dead as uh, Frank Castle as the Punisher. Oh uh, yeah, John um, John Bernthal, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And then season three is actually really good too. But uh, yeah, Charlie Cox and, and Vincent D'Onofrio in that series is awesome. Um, Jessica Jones is another one worth checking out. Yeah, like admittedly, I, I didn't stay on top of those because I didn't know if they were gonna uh, connect to the MCU because I was I'm kind of a snob and I sort of just stuck to mcu movies well they they are tied but they're not tied it's a whole it's like yeah so the only ones i watched full seasons of were uh, luke cage and iron fist okay and then then when they all teamed up in the defenders yeah 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 but there were some i missed like daredevil i'll tell you this jessica jessica jones season one it's a little bit different it's not like total action but dude it is a mind f with really? some of the stuff like i i watched the first out. episode and i was like okay i i see where they go oh my no oh my god what do they do like i was just totally yeah. my mind was blown after that first episode Sweet. um and i believe it's david tennant plays Kilgrave in that he is flipping incredible but nice. anyway that's been our little uh you know hey go watch the netflix series if you haven't watched yeah, exactly. those too. So, <laughs> But, uh, it's, it's definitely darker. It's different, definitely way more violent than the PG 13 stuff that you get with the MCU. But going back to the MCU with, uh, or actually technically Sony and MCU with no way home yeah, Charlie Cox reprises his role as daredevil as Peter's lawyer. So we get a quick little nod to him. It's, you know, a two minute scene, but I absolutely loved it. I, I flipped out in the theater when I saw that. Yeah. I, that was one I was shocked about because the, the whole movie you're only focused on, are we going to see the Spider-Man or the, the all three Spider-Men together? Or are we going to see all the villains from the other movies? And then you see Daredevil pop up and you're like, what? Like was th- that, that was out of the blue. Yeah. So after that, um, what else happened? What else happened? What else? So yeah, essentially he goes to Dr. Strange. So we have Benedict Cumberbatch in there reprising. He had, he had a lot more in the movie than I thought he was going to have. I didn't realize he was going to be in as much of it as he was. Um, we got a couple things to know since he was dusted. We also found out, or he was blipped, we should say. We also found out that the new Sorcerer Supreme is Wong because Dr. Yeah. Strange was gone for five years. So Wong's now running things. Oh, dude, you know what we missed? What do we miss? We never talked about Shang-Chi. Oh, shoot. Let's let's get into that. Let's get Not to interrupt. Uh, you, know, no, you, let's, you, you mentioned Wong. And I was like, oh, shit, that's where he was. Yeah. OK, so do you want to finish up on No Way Home or do you want to take a reprieve? Talk about Shang-Chi and then bounce back. Yeah, we, no we can finish. We can finish what we're doing. Yeah, let's 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 finish. We're on the No Way Home. Yeah, because I, I totally spaced that out, too. 
Because um, yeah. Black Widow also happened. Or did we talk about that too? Uh, yes, it did. It, it did. Um, we might have to save. Yeah, maybe Black maybe Widow we'll do maybe we'll day. do another, uh, one month later. Maybe we'll do like a rewatch or something. As, <laughs> yeah, as, like a know. revisit. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's let's talk about. But yeah, so we we see Doctor Strange perform a spell to try to make everybody forget that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like typical anything else. It's like when somebody when Dad's trying to do something, or Mom or Dad, and the kids like, "Hey, Dad! Hey, Dad!" Poking the bear like keeps like interrupting. You can't concentrate, and Strange's spell goes a little hectic and. And just to cut you off real quick. Yeah, yeah. That that bothered me that the Sorcerer Supreme, this guy who can do a, a lot of magic, just just decided to help this kid out with this reckless spell. Like, if you're, I don't know, if, if you're supposed to be like this protector of Earth, shouldn't you maybe stay away from these risky spells, especially after Wong is like, um, listen there are consequences to this spell right. like let's relax strange is just i think p- part of him is still very much from dr strange one where he's just like this arrogant dude who's like ah, i i can do anything oh, you know I'm, gonna do, I mean? I'm gonna do what i want anyway well exactly. i think i think he mentioned it to wong that he's done it before and then he says don't <laughs> you remember and i forgot what the example he uses and wong's like what are you talking about he's like exactly like you know so it's it's kind of like he's done this spell before but it's like as he's doing it and having to make all these alterations based on who peter wants to remember and then instead it goes a little haywire and it brings everyone that knows that peter parker is spider-man across the multiverse into this world into this universe which is why we get all the the villains And, and like you were saying doc ock looks good green goblin looks good uh you know sandman looks good thomas hayden was it thomas hayden church yeah um and then Jamie Foxx, they kind of fixed Electro, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I definitely like that it, they didn't make him blue and weird, like yeah, like in the Amazing Spider-Man. Yep, I liked that Doc Ock. Like, if you, I, I totally forgot that in Spider-Man. Um, what was it? Spider-Man Two. Yep. He mentions that his arms are nano, and and so when it came to Stark's nanotech his arms could sink in with Stark's nanotech. Yeah, I, I found that like genius. Like, cause I had to go and watch it again. And he actually mentions that it's nanotechnology. It's, it's crazy. Right. And then it like, yeah, it kind of like syncs up with the, with the Stark's nanotechnology, the Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. And now he's got like Iron Man tentacles, which I thought was cool. That was cool. And then, you know, uh, he realizes that that's not his Peter Parker that he knows. Cause he only sees the Spider-Man suit. Then once it's revealed that it's, you know, Tom Holland instead of Tobey Maguire. So it's just, it's cool. And then you see the scene of them capturing all these villains and then it gets put in, in Peter's head that rather than sending them back to die because they were taken, I guess the moments before they yeah. died from their respective movies, uh, they were brought back. And so Peter thinks is, all of them. he can fix whatever was going on. So they don't die in there which again to me uh, from a storyline purpose i had a little bit of a problem with it like when you say you're gonna fix them like at what point are you fixing them yeah like did they still die in the past or well, are well, they like, now so, alive like so for example right we used we'll use alfred molina as doc Ock. he dies by taking that sun fusion thing to the bottom of the ocean right mm-hmm. so because he sacrifices himself because he finally overrides the chip with 
you know, with the, with the, that controls the arms because the arms took over the, the AI took over his, you know, reasoning and stuff. He finally hasn't. So they fixed that. So are they going to, are they going to put him back as he's floating toward the bottom of the ocean? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Same I mean, thing. The, the, the message I got from it was that they all got a second chance somehow. I don't know how that affects like the other movies now, or, or maybe they're not going to do another Andrew Garfield or another Tobey Maguire movie like how does that affect anything i i don't know if it was for the sake of this one movie cool i guess Uh, i just i wonder how that works out down the road for for the others not right tom holland and is tom holland even sticking around for spider-man oh oh he is let's let's talk about that and then we'll talk about i want to talk about two things and then whatever else you want to talk about at the movie but i want to talk about the emotional uh emotional moments that i thought like I don't know about you and I'm, I'll be man enough to admit this. Cause I'm not like whatever, but dude, I was like, I had, I got teary eyed that rooftop scene with, with all three uh, Spider-Man actors talking about like, Oh yeah. Like just the fact after aunt may died and then like Andrew Garfield talking about how he couldn't say it, like, and then uncle Ben and then uncle Ben and then all the, just like that, that whole bit, like to me, was just like so like kind of moving and like i was like you know and then obviously aunt may dying and taking that uncle ben role like all of that was very very emotional for me um and then toward the end of the movie let's talk about the end real quick he goes back to dr strange and to to end up saving everything and putting everything back he has to do a different spell not forgetting that peter parker is spider-man but forgetting peter parker entirely Mm -hmm. which to me kind of messes up some stuff because we see happy at the grave of aunt may and then he wonders who peter was and it's like so he's never knew that she had a, yeah, had a nephew I, like that i stuff. definitely did i didn't like that i didn't like like that and nobody knows him now i like, understand why they did it though um just because like uh toward the end that other scene that the one that got me was he goes to that coffee shop that mj is worth working at yep. and, and ned's there and ned's there and she doesn't recognize him and he's going to go like remind her and then he's like oh what happened and then she goes oh you know i had a it doesn't hurt anymore and then that moment that he realizes like oh i cause all the people i love pain you know everybody that is you know with spider-man dies or knows that i'm spider-man dies aunt may died all these villains died and i put her in danger because she knew my secret and he decides not to remind her or or tell her who he was like and that you know that's just that's spider-man 101 you know what i mean like in the comic mm-hmm. books you know he's just they, they call it the parker luck nothing ever turns out his way and he's always bringing it on himself it's the it, you know t- to me it kind of relates back to the first toby Maguire spider-man where uh, mary jane watson is like i love you peter parker and he's like i love you too but we can only be friends or i only love you as a friend i'll always be here for you as a friend and he walks away because he doesn't want to put her in danger it's kind of yeah. like that same parallel where it's like I just did this whole thing. I just stopped everybody that knows that I was Spider-Man from being in danger now. Yeah. Why am I going to go like pull her back into this? Even though she like, it's lonely for me. I'd rather sacrifice that. Mm. I don't know. I, I just, I got chills like watching that and I'm thinking about that, but I, I think it's going to be, I like that. Sorry. No, 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 good, good. no, no. Your, like, your thoughts are good. I like when they were having trouble fighting all those villains and they kind of, they had to do a group huddle real quick. And um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is just like, I don't like to brag, but um, I have worked with a team before. I, 
with the Avengers. And Toby's just like, oh, my God, that's great. Who are the Avengers? Like, <laughs> Because in their universe, just, the, uh, the Avengers don't exist. Yeah, I just think it's hilarious. Like, Toby in all his movies had to do shit by himself. Yeah. And then Toby, oh, and, and Toby bra- bragged about fighting an alien in space. And then one of them was just like, oh, I fought an alien, just but fighting one in space? They're like, that's crazy. <laughs> and then I fought a guy in a giant me- mechanical rhino suit. Yeah. <laughs> the Russian dude there? Yeah. Well, was that, again, G- Giamatti? Yeah. And he play- played the character of Rhino from the comics, which yeah. that's that's kind of tough to bring to the, to the screen. But yeah, that also brings up a good point, uh, too, is that uh, the end credit scene, and we'll talk about that in a second, but at the end of the Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, he's now like typical, which is like perfect because I've always said that I really like the casting of Tom Holland as Peter Parker because, and, and this is no offense to either Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, but I couldn't buy them as high school students, even though it was like, yeah. hey, you know, like they, they looked a little bit older. Um Tom Holland, I could get as a high school now moving on to college. Now you can kind of get into that role where you get the, you know, Parker with the dead end job, trying to like take pictures for the daily bugle. And not, you know, he's trying to make ends meet and he's like, he's got that makeshift Spider-Man costume. Now he doesn't have all the, the Stark tech anymore. Like it's kind of like back to basics, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Um, and before we talk about the end credit scene, one other thing that popped into my head was there were a couple of different scenes where, um, so I think I think you remember uh, the Tobey Maguire. I believe it was either Spider Man One or Spider Man Two, where he had a back injury. Oh yeah, that and was, they did that, that was scene. a great joke. They did that scene where in, in that Spider Man where he lands, he's like, "Oh my back, my, my back. back, my and back," and they recalled oh, it in this, this movie. I got this thing with my back. Yeah, which was hilarious. Um, which I thought was great. And he said, "Want me to crack it for you?" <laughs> <laughs> I and I just love seeing that, like you know, like that brotherhood of the same character. Like it was so cool. Yeah. That was cool. They actually had a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Like the three of them. So and then I, all, all three of them are in, in lab coats, like their nerdy selves working on well, like and, these and, anecdotes for, for each of the characters. Like that was cool. And, and before I forget, I'm sorry yeah, before no, I forget, I to interrupt you. Um, I love the doc Ock holding the arc reactor and saying power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Throwback. Again, from, yeah. From that's crazy. Yeah. They, they, they did so they did so many like nods and, and like homages and then i think i don't know if it's there or not i'll have to rewatch it but you know the meme with the, the two spider-men pointing at each other like you i think that was kind of like the same thing with the three of them oh, yeah <laughs> that's pretty um, much it so i thought that was cool so what i do want to talk about are the two post-credit scenes uh let's talk about the the eddie brock one first because that's that leaves huge implications because we weren't sure if we know at the end of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, he sees, you see the news report about Peter Parker being outed as Spider-Man. And he's like, the Venom symbiote comes out and goes, I hate that guy or whatever he says. So yep. it leads the, the, to the credence that the, the, the symbiote is of a hive mind. So the symbiote that attached itself to Topher Grace in Spider-Man 3 is the same symbiote that's with Eddie Brock. It, it shares the same knowledge and memories with all the different Crazy. symbiotes and a little piece got left behind after he was sent back to his universe, that yeah, little piece that. of symbiote. So now we could be leading to a symbiote Spider-Man costume slash venom in the Sony slash MCU universe, which I'm totally for. Oh, of course. I, I was wondering when Tom Hardy and Tom Holland were eventually going to meet up. 
I don't know if that's even going to happen, but they've definitely opened up the, uh, the possibility with that little, um, what do you call it? Piece of venom just hanging out there. They can do anything now. Yep, absolutely. And, and that's, and that leads to what I was going to be talking about next was that Dr. Strange trailer which yep. looks so badass and we do see oh, a quick crazy, scene. Yeah. we see a quick scene of that girl and i believe it's a denim jacket and i think that's america chavez again can't remember her character name from the comics but i believe they were saying like there was her her scenes got cut from no way home she was ah, supposed okay. to be in no way home so instead that. of that they ended up giving um ned the power to use the sling ring to open up portals but her power was going to be to open up portals and bring the other peter parkers in that was supposed mm -hmm. to be her part in the movie but now she's apparently going to take part in dr strange uh multiverse of madness so i'm curious to see how that's going to come into play there and we're going to get wanda in there too yep. so i'm super psyched. I, I love how all like the what if and the WandaVision series are now tying into the MCU and the mm -hmm. cinematic universe this is what we were talking about before too, with like having, it's not necessary to watch the Disney plus series, but it yeah. helps flesh out this universe. Even the, the end credit scene on black widow with Yelena, which led into the Hawkeye series. Now we're getting stuff from WandaVision and what if leading into the next doctor strange, I think it's just yep, super cool. Yeah. I feel like the use of post credits is, at a different level now because now we just expect one and it kind of it's almost like a it points in the direction it's going next like the next movie um i kind of like that they do that that's why i was i was so pissed when endgame the end of endgame there was nothing you know right we were we're so used to at least one post-credit scene you know <laughs> right well and that's the thing right it's like that's the end of that chapter of whatever like now we're yeah, gonna start which... a new so it makes sense but it's funny because i was in the theater for no way home and the credits start rolling and like people started leaving. And I turned to, to my friends and Danielle and I was like, Have, is this yep. their first time in a Marvel movie? <laughs> exactly. I do the same thing. Everyone gets up and leaves. And I'm just like, what are they doing? And then, <laughs> then the first post credit happened and people laughed, or, you know, watch it, whatever. Like, oh, that's cool. And then more people left. I'm like, you guys have to wait until you see that Sony slash Marvel logo. Yeah, like wait it out. It's like another two minutes. Like, you know, all I think is a bunch of amateurs. Yeah. And they're not they're not veterans like we are as far as as it pertains yeah. to the MCU, but uh, let's talk about uh, one other MCU movie which that you brought up. Let's talk about Shang Chi because we didn't talk about that. Real quick, like thoughts yeah. thoughts on that. Uh, I loved it. I honestly, of, of all the movies that have come out in all the TV shows, that was my favorite. I was just I was shocked at how good it was. He, I know he's a brand new character, and they sort of had to rewrite some stuff with the Ten Rings. Um, but the addition of this guy who sort of does his own fight scenes, like, he, you know what I mean? He, he's already like this specialist. Um, the action sequences were sick and the story was sick. Like, a, I like the mythological stuff in there. Like that, that worked. I and absolutely then, agree. And then Trevor, what's his face? Trevor Slatery. Um, yes. Adding him back to sort of connect it and explain things, I think was a great idea because that's all they had left from the that movie you know what i mean explaining the 10 rings all they had was him right and i think i think overall i i, I agree i think the action scenes were good uh i love the actor i can't think of his name that plays uh shang chi uh aquafina was in it um and it, and then shang chi's sister which i'm curious if that's she's going to be the main antagonist for the sequel or if she's going to be leading like an un, you know taking the 10 rings and 
you know, a lot of it, I don't want to say it was woke in the sense that she, now she opened it up to women as well, but it's like, yeah, I know what that's, you're saying. you know, I get it. Like the fact that she was like watching her brother train when they were kids. And now all of a sudden it's like, Hey, like I can't train because I'm a girl or whatever the reasoning was. But the fact now that she's, she's running it and now she's got both men and women and she kind of combined it all together, I think is like so cool woke. because not, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not saying that it is, but I'm saying now you're getting more overall power for whatever mission, like who's to say, you know, there's certain things that, you know, not to get too woo woo and woke, but there's certain things that men can do that women can't and vice versa when it comes to like fighting and, you know, and painting with broad strokes, but you know, women can be better martial artists than men because, you know, like flexibility and whatnot and, yeah. and frame and stuff. But I just think it's so cool that she's like the leader of this now and Shang Chi is gonna kind of being brought in by Wong to like, yeah. and then let's talk about that end credit scene. Yeah, uh, which that was great. What are those rings made some, out of? Yep, I like that it brought back some of the original characters, like you know Hulk and. Ah, but well, he's not, not he he's not in Hulk anymore. He's Bruce Banner. So I wonder if he's gonna be Bruce switching Banner. back and forth again. Yep, and I'm wondering Cap how that's Captain gonna be. Marvel and who was it? Wong. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was it's the three long. of them. And but, I just love, I love that this predates even the, the books in Kamartage that, right. that go over like the oldest stuff. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering is, is this, the, are the rings somehow tied to the Eternals? Is it something maybe like hmm. a celestial power or yeah, a that's, celestial? That's, you know? not a, that's not a bad guess. I, I didn't even think to connect those rings to the Eternals. So I don't but know. That's possible. It's, it's gonna, I, it's those, those, those rings, like I was, I was trying to think like if they had anything to do with an infinity stone or, or, if, you know, they are the equivalent of one that nobody knows about, you know what I mean? It, what if, um, what if, uh, no pun intended, but like, what if, uh, you know, they use the reality stone to will those rings into existence way back in the day. And that's why it predates, you know, it came from like, yeah. Who knows? You know, it, it could be. Yeah, it's 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 way back because like we're talking old. Like, are we talking older than the Infinity Stones? Because even well, they, the Infinity Stones were created in the Big Bang. So unless this is from another world, yeah. But you know like people, I mean? but it's crazy because people know about the Infinity Stones. Nobody right. knows about the rings. That's why it's very strange. Like, so I'm curious to see where that comes from. It, it that's a good guess you, you mentioned with with the Eternals or maybe even a Celestial, like they come, they come from that. I, I don't um, know, but I, but you know what it does do? It does create intrigue and, and more mm -hmm. mysteries moving into the next phase of the MCU. Definitely. You know, whether it be, I know they're doing uh, black Panther. I think they resumed production on black Panther too, which I'm curious to see. We yeah. have Dr. Strange coming there? up. Doctor Strange coming up. We have Moon Knight coming to Disney Plus. We have She Hulk coming. Like all this stuff, it's going to be Fast and Furious. So, mm -hmm. and not not the movie. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, Joe, I want to thank you for being on the pod again. My uh, pleasure, man. Good well, to good to spitball with somebody. You know, I, I can't talk talk about this with everyone. Yeah, well, uh, I you know we have uh, March 30th is the drop for uh, Moon Knight on Disney Plus. <laughs> so maybe. Uh, you know, end of April, beginning of June. Once that series wraps up, we'll have you back on and you can uh, definitely we yeah. can spitball with that. And maybe another movie will be out. Maybe Dr. Strange will be out and we can kind of mm -hmm. wrap those two up together. 
the one the good thing about these movies is and shows is they don't seem to ever end they just keep coming so there's always something to talk about well it's it's, it's too much well, I'll, leave, I'll leave you with this this is a little bit of an aside but my my cousin and his wife my godson is five and he's really into the whole like marvel dc all this stuff you know all the kids like stuff on disney plus and you know they have like the the you know uh really like cheesy cartoon spider-man for kids and stuff like that i can't yeah. think of the name but my, my cousin's wife liz sends me a text message she goes for for pete's sake how many super villains are there she's trying to like go through like all these batman <laughs> i like batman villains she's like there's like more than five i'm like yeah you don't realize like I'm like batman's been around since like i believe the the 40s you know, in the, either the 1920s or 40s, I can't remember. I'm like, so, you know, that's like 70, 80 years of like stories. So they're going to need villains. Like you think about the X-Men, you think about Spider-Man. There's so many villains they haven't even touched yet. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yep. that they can go to. So like, that's just the, the you know, the history, the history and the, the whole, like, you know, I, I, I don't know, like the, the, the world building that they've done. There's so many villains to keep these stories fresh. So and, mm-hmm. and and by that same point, there's so many heroes that they haven't touched on yet that they've created. So where to go? Like, we know the Fantastic Four are coming. We know the X-Men are coming. There's going to be MCU stuff with them for years now. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Maybe that'll be phase like eight or nine or 10. Who knows? Like, we'll be yeah. we'll be having a podcast in 2029 talking about X-Men 2. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, but uh, Tony, yeah, Joe, Tony will come back from the dead. Well, they could, you know, it could be a variant. <laughs> It could be a variant. I'll keep my uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. who knows? Uh, well, Joe, thanks again for being on. Uh, you know, as no problem, a man. as a uh, valued guest, I just want to let you know I'm sending you two tickets to uh, Rogers the Musical, so you can go check that out. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> hey, let's how's, how's it going? I actually I thought do. you. I actually thought you had real tickets. To no, something. I, I do. Like, all is this guy giving me tickets. You know, I do. I make bad puns because you know I could do That's this all good. day. Uh, <laughs> I could do this all day. I could, I could do this all day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks, man. Uh, until no problem, next man. time, this has been uh, Jay Free and Joe Amaroff, Free Your Geek. Just reminding you, since I usually have my co host do it, but I won't subject you to that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and get your geek on. <laughs> I like it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. Have thank a good you. one. You're still here. It's over. Go home.